Hello and welcome to the Long Drive Home podcast with Alpha Mel Tea Party. This is episode 11 and features the brilliant Richard Jupp. He's probably best known for his work as the drummer for over 20 years in the band Elbow. Um, this was a massive coup for us. I'm a huge Elbow fan and some of my favourite ever gigs have been Elbow gigs. So I was a little bit nervous um, to speak to him, but he could not have been nicer. He was a total gent. He's got some really, really great stories, none of which are depressing. Um, so this one is a little bit different to the usual episodes that we have, but he exuded positivity and he was a brilliant, brilliant guest. Um if you want to help us out by liking and subscribing to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, um, always helps. That's what everyone else usually says, you know, the proper podcasts. Anyway, um, without further ado, here he is and us three idiots. Enjoy. Really? <laughs> so I had to buzz my neighbour and go, hello, it's Ben from number four. Can you please let me in? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, I've got something fat. I'm going to go get a beer because yeah. I believe I've, I've warranted a beer today. I've got a big fat glass of rosé, so I'm... Good boy. I haven't had any tea yet. Um... Oh, I had sausage, beans and chips. Oh, really? Fucking lovely stuff. How are we doing? Good, Good, man. How are you? All right. Not bad. Is it What's that? Is it Monday still? It is, yes. Just, just about hanging on, hanging on to Monday. How are you all? You, you handsome bunch of bastards. All right. Oh. Thanks very much, are you, mate. Are you, hearing me, are you hearing me through here? Or, or through here? Or through here? Um, I think really through the front yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Front. Right, good. I've been, um, this is, the, this is my, my life now. Right. Um, Zooming. Zooming. Yeah. Um, and all the shits and giggles therein. So yeah, it's good though, man. It's good. Yeah. Lovely. Have you, have, have you, uh, sorry, have, have you been teaching today? I have. I've yeah. been. Uh, yes, facilitating uh, people's learning. Oh. Good stuff. No, I, I, I like started it. doing a bit of that myself, and uh, um, I don't really know how I feel about it. To be honest, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I'm trying my best. If they if they if they come back, um, I'm taking that as a win. <laughs> yeah, I mean that seems fair. Um, Hopefully, I mean, you know, when they don't put the camera on and you just don't know that they're there. Yeah, <laughs> there's been some pretty funny stories about that sort of thing happening as well, isn't there? Like, oh, those um, those guys on Twitter, uh, p- uh, pins, pin, the oh, pin, pine, the ba- the band, no. or pins. Pins. It might be pins, yes. Oh, right. pins. They band. The, the the two guys, the two um we are pins. Okay. No, I thought pins they... were someone completely different to be honest. So no, it's not. I'm, I'm learning some stuff. Completely wrong. Uh it's these uh the two guys who do the zoom fuck ups. Oh, oh I've, I've not yet. seen that. Yeah. That sounds good. Fucking brilliant. You know when you get Somebody's arse just sort of passing. <laughs> uh, my, my wife is doing it. Um, she teaches teaches yoga. She uh, she does counselling and 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 she's just doing a masters now. 
I mean, what is she doing at all? But, um, you know, she's incredibly intelligent and beautiful. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she, um, she, she was doing a, um, um, a yoga class this morning, really early doors, 7 o'clock. And uh, we, we, we've had some work done in the house and we, we, we don't have any uh, radiators down. It's such a middle-class thing, this. Um, we don't have any radiators down this. So we, we, I, every morning I'm like, she calls me Daisy now because, you know, Downton Abbey, I have to go and do the fire. <laughs> oh, lovely. So again, what the fuck uh, is my life turning into? Anyway, I do like it. I do love it. Um, but apparently um, I had to sort of stoke the fire a little bit and, and sort of twiddle, mess about with the, um, uh, the wood burner. And, uh, and yeah, it was just this, uh, I, I forgot I had my big boxes on. And, uh, <laughs> so everybody in Zoom class here in, in the back of the video in your boxes stoking the fire it says a lot about our perceptions of what is and isn't middle class now that, that providing <laughs> heat for your house via the naked flame is now considered a middle class uh, process um, <laughs> oh my god there's a book um, that we were at, at the height of middle class when uh, me and my wife take our, our our beautiful dog for a walk because um, oh, of because uh, of lockdown the golf course over the road is is now a walker's paradise without you know no golfers sorry um, idiots uh, golfers getting in the way so uh, <laughs> I've worked at a couple of golf clubs this yeah it's brutal um, <laughs> and um, yeah we were listening to this uh, audio book about um, um, Breathing, it's called uh, it's called breath. Funnily enough, uh, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. It is about breathing. It's about breathing right, but about breathing through your nose rather than your mouth, and the sort of where it came into, um, you know, uh, not into fashion, but it, you know, it was sort of 1500 or 3000 years ago. That was it when it was like nasal breathing rather than mouth breathing. Um, it's fascinating, and they were going on about. Um, about the sort of progress and you know evolution of of, uh, of us humans, Homo sapiens. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's fucking amazing. It, it's blowing my mind. It, um, it, it's um, really coming as a slight shock to me to even consider that there was a, a particular sort of uh, evolutionary change in human existence where we went from mouth breathing to nose breathing. Like I, I. I <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I'm exclusively a nose breather, but I imagine I'd, because especially at night, I, I know if I've been mouth breathing at night because I wake up in the morning and I feel like my entire face is full of dust. Yes. Um, and it's also, there's this something to do with, with all the sinus cavities and uh, your your teeth, the way your skull it, um, grows. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's fascinating. It's blowing it, does, my mind. It, it does sound fascinating. I'm going gonna... to... I kind kind of try and um, teach breathing, obviously with with my wife um, teaching yoga, and I've done yoga for years. Uh, breathing when you're playing and when you're learning, and, and you know to keep the heart rate, uh, keep the, the you know everything oxygenated, uh, muscles and brain included. So when I'm trying to get my one to ones to 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 drum through and a little bit of posture work, you know I'm not really a, um, a sort of um, drum sergeant major or anything but um getting them to breathe right is uh, is essential 
Because does um does 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 Dave Elitch do that kind of similar thing as well? Does he do, do, do a bit of breeding That's stuff? Exactly, who I was talking to about it all. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's um yeah he's he, he's phenomenal uh, in that in that regard the sort of uh, physiological and sort of psychological aspect of of drumming because yeah. most of my students now uh, um I mean suffering is a is a is a is a big word but I think the they're struggling a little bit because they're in lockdown. Most of them uh, haven't got access, to, you know, to this. Mm. You know, they've got a set of sticks and a pad, which is 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 great. Um, you know, obviously they're allowed out, they're allowed to go, you know, they can eat and stuff. But at the same time, the mental health aspect of such a such a um, an amazing thing uh, as playing the drums, uh, both for physical aspect and the mental aspect it, it, it's um, i really feel for them at the minute yeah mm. I, think that, I think that can probably go for most all all drummers really i i feel the yeah. same i feel like fucking trash <laughs> really yeah. you know i yeah. mean like not being able to play with these guys in person i mean i've without um sabotaging the the, the podcast <laughs> with all the drums <laughs> 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 um, i mean I've, I've the only way that i can practice i've i've I'm fortunate, fortunate enough to have a set of V-drums in the house, yeah. but my acoustic kits are in Tom's place, right. um, which is which is basically our, our headquarters, you see. So it's I'm not really one to kind of go and get my car and travel far to go and woodshed on my own. I, I find it very hard to kind of keep myself motivated. Um, but, you know, it's pretty easy to sound like Dave Weckl on a fucking V-drums kit, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. It I is. Stand, I stand. And like, I, I like, you, you, yeah, you get onto like a normal kit again. And you just, you're fucking blowing out your ass, aren't you? After about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is probably what I'm going to be like the first time I sit back down with these. You know what I mean? I'll be, be fucking. I, you know what? I think, um, uh, what did my, my, um, son put this up? Uh, do you remember the, um, the, the, the drummer at the wrong gig? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the big fucking costume thing. Oh no, no, no! I remember no, now. The guy is like all yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he he put it up today, and I'm sure it's been up before. But it proper tickled me. He just said, uh, "This is me on the first gig back." <laughs> <laughs> Every trick in the book. You nailed it there. Yeah, I think everybody's just going to be rushing the stage just to just to sort of play. Um, it's going to be. So nice. what, what's the plan for you guys? Are you are you, are you sort of writing or how are you how are you dealing with it? What's the... Go on, Tom. Well, I mean, we've we've or Ben or Ben. Yeah, I mean, I talk. Go on, Ben. I you, t- you, you know what, Ben? Ben can talk. Oh, I talk. Yeah. I talk way too fucking much. Split the band up, Fucking hate you all. <laughs> um, Go on, Ben. All right, I just, I'll talk for a bit then, shall I? Uh, we've we've written an album. It's all done. It's all ready. Um, it will come out when it comes out, which once we start recording, we'll tell you when that is. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we've got, well, we're hoping to tour next year, as is, I imagine, 98% of all bands <laughs> everywhere, or as are. So um, everyone will be going to a gig, two gigs a night, every night for the next five years, I reckon. Um, but that'll be a better time than it is now. So, um, and segueing neatly into the podcast itself, 
<laughs> gigs. Uh, what, what gigs are yeah. He's let's good. Talk he's, about gigs. he's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about gigs. So um, I've been fortunate enough, Joe, to see uh, two of my favorite gigs ever involve you. Um, so, um, so I don't, oh. I don't know if these will come up in your worst ever gigs. Mm. I saw you on the uh, the Men Homecoming show for Seldom Seeing Kid. Which was just—I mean, I, I cried. A lot of people cried, uh, but I cried a lot. And I saw you at Glastonbury before Coldplay, which was also another tearjerker moment. That was a good. No, I don't know if they'll come into your worst ever gigs. However, I just thought I'd get that out there straight. Away. Doesn't sound like they would. I mean, they—they they sound so. like good gigs. Those two gigs. I'm going to hazard a guess and say. Yeah, those were good gigs. I—I I, there was. Um... When he sent the the questions over, I was I was sort of giggling um, at what I could possibly pick out of a very uh, large bag on, on both sides. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> even on the Glastonbury gig, um, and this is this is God's honest truth. Um, and it, it's quite good. It's quite um, ridiculous, really. The whole thing is is quite ridiculous. But um, obviously, with with Coldplay, and we toured with them before, and it was um, you know backstage and and we sort of um, hanging out. I, I, you know, um, yeah, it, weird. Um, but we 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 knew them. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah, we talked yeah. to them in America and 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 this that and the other. So. And we'd met them on uh, when they were touring uh, with the first tour on parachutes uh, at the Roadhouse because we all we all kind of worked there. So of course. It, it wasn't like you know fucking it's Coldplay. It, it was like oh, it's all right, lads. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah, it was it, it, it was quite good. So anyway, uh, my wife and, and my son um, uh, Dylan was there, and he was what ten, uh, I think. Uh, no, uh, ten uh, eight. I think fucking hell, I'm so bad with dates. Um, around that age, so because uh, it was 2011, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, something yeah, something like that. Yeah, nine, yeah. nine, it would be nine. So, um, and there's this amazing photograph of uh, him <laughs> um, just looking like just just like completely out of it, like just happy face, and behind him is Jay Z. Beyonce and Gwyneth Paltrow and Beyonce has got, <laughs> got her hand on his shoulder. <laughs> and it was like, it was just, what the fuck is going on here? And then it gradually morphed that, that they were singing Hey Jude, it was being put through the rig. And the crowd then morphed into singing One Day Like This. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I, yes. And however many people um, are all singing One Day Like This. And we were just like, oh, Fuck, no. We had a couple of couple of whiskeys and and what's getting on. And then it was like you just heard this a lot of people singing your song, and I sound like a complete twat, but for us it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I bet it so, was, and then so we thought, right, you know, all right, last Siggy, let's get on stage. Back, right, seen a bit, okay. Um, and we went backstage and then the the, the um, intro music came on. And so I usually went on last because obviously the rise is right there. And 
there was lots of people sort of stood at the side there, sort of on the stage. Didn't know, didn't really look. So I was thinking, fuck, there's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really shouldn't have had that second whiskey. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, promptly tripped over um, the cables. You know, you got oh. things. So fucking, you did that stumble run. Yeah, like a dick. <laughs> Looked around and um, uh, Beyonce was was laughing at me. <laughs> Amazing. I, like before the gig, I just thought, so "Well, I fucked it now. That's 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 the bad thing done." That's hilarious. So the rest of it was all right, uh, thankfully. Um, but yeah, um, and the <laughs> and the worst no, no, and the best gig. <laughs> Best gig was probably the first time we headlined. Ah, oh, shit, man. What am I going to say to this? Best gig. Best gig. Who's told you to talk anything about best gigs, Richard? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. No, it's, is it worse? It's, 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 negativity it's on supposed this to be not, just the, 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 the lowest uh, you've ever felt. <laughs> Shit, right. Well, you can. Oh, you know okay. what? If you if you oh, if you want to digress and and fuck with the format for us and talk about your All best right. no, gig, no, 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 I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah. So one of the worst ones was um, just the 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 the, <laughs> the worst use of um, cocaine. Um, <laughs> just uh, we, we were going through. Fucking hell, where were we going now? Uh, we were going to Rick, do- Rick, hang on. Can I, can I just stop you? Do we need to kind of cut that out or is it all good? Oh, oh sorry. Shit, really? No, okay. no, 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 you no, no well. <laughs> We are allowed to talk about... My son's 18, so he's on. Class A drugs are fine. Carry on, sorry. I've got a coca plant going behind me. It's fine. That's what reminded me. I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't But... Yeah, uh, obviously, up till the next day uh, on the tour bus, uh, and then we got to Werkter. I think we all had about half an hour's kip, and then oh we were going on stage. I remember the first song. I've embellished it, you know. We, we'd had a, we'd had a you know we had a, a bit of a kip, but still like rough as arse. <laughs> going on stage, and um, it's not that rock and roll, but. Got on stage and it was station approach and I remember sitting there and the um, so station approach is a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I literally I sat there uh, and my shaker was moving and it was coming through the rig. Just oh. that. Sake. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, you have to hold it near the vocal mic. Yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like this, like a like a, a, a rain stick. Yeah. <laughs> Involuntary shaking. Uh, just, uh, uh, oh God, it was just, it was like a, a fucking Morecambe and Wise. It was brilliant. Uh, no, it was, uh, Les Dawson. You know, you just, yeah, yeah. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, was this mid-tour, was it? No. It was like first, first... Couple of, I think we'd probably come off of UK and straight into Europe to do uh, to do a Fezzi run, right? Because uh, you know you do, that's where you kind of you kind of make Did. your money, really, right? Yeah. 
doing uh, doing fezzies and then getting into that whole sort of cycle. Um, God, I miss fezzies. Jesus. Oh, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah man. Seeing as we're on a downer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great. Let's let's keep going. Let's explore that downer. That's <laughs> all. Um, other worst gigs? Uh, prob- <laughs> probably, I don't know. It, it, it's been a, it, unfortunately, it's been a while. It's been a while for me. Uh, one of the worst gigs was, <laughs> shit. I'm not going to tell you that one. <laughs> you can't dangle that in front of us. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't do that one <laughs> If you don't want to name and shame, you can give them yeah. pseudonyms. Give I people know you. Yeah. Um, but I've only been in one band, so <laughs> that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there, actually, there was. Um, I was in a. Um, um, a a, a project with um, uh, uh, keyboardist from Doves, Martin, and uh, I don't give a shit now. I want to roll. Um, <laughs> Bailey's, is that Peter Kay thing? Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was quite good. It was like a it was like a, a breakup band for me, kind of thing. Was this was this post elbow? It was post elbow. Uh, and we'd kind of we'd kind of done a couple of tunes, uh, me and Martin, and then we got other guys in. Um, and you know, it, it was all right. It was quite dancey. It was quite up. You know, I, I was kind of enjoying, probably with hindsight, a bit of the attention, a bit of you know making music and and, and all this kind of uh, stuff. And then you know, through whatever, you know, we got it onto BBC Six and uh, 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 um, Mark Radcliffe. Uh, played it obviously because you know proper history, um, of course. And uh, you know th- th- it was getting a little bit of traction, and I was like, "Oh right, wow, fucking great!" And then it just sort of disappeared, um, which in hindsight was the best possible thing ever. <laughs> uh, let's put that right. But we did it. We did a couple of gigs, and fucking hell, no. <laughs> just <laughs> you, you know you, like I'm sat there and I'm thinking I'm literally thinking what the fuck am I doing here oh no oh, my huh wow well why why was that then well I kind of enjoyed it and then it, but it was just you know you played with the same people for for 28 29 years mm-hmm. and it's yeah no it's terrible <laughs> uh, right down there, didn't I? Yeah. Fuck all three of you, just <laughs> you poor bastards. <laughs> um, and I was just like, no, 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 no. And then we did a few more, and then it just it just turned into shit. <laughs> and then I think Martin just was because he was uh, he was part of um, yeah part of Dubs, and um, somebody must have had a word and just gone. Just I think, just, I think we're just knock it. Yeah, fucking leave it. And it was, it was just, oh, just so funny. But it was just like terrible at the same time. You know, that kind of, I don't know. It was, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just fucking bad. Um, <laughs> there you go. Very funny as well. Yeah. That was the benefit of hindsight. Um, I still get people asking me going, you know, are you, you know, are yeah. you going to do all of that project? And I was like, no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. 
Um, but yeah, not not after you've um, slagged the project off on this, you know, hugely uh, listened to and downloaded podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm oh, it. I'm, I'm, it's worldwide, isn't it, Lance? Oh, yeah, Is massive. It? Yeah, yeah, we've massive. got we've well, got yeah. some subscribers all over the gro- oh, grobe. What? Over the Grove. Grove. Yeah, all over the Grove. Over the Grove. <laughs> yeah. The Grove the Groves was my local social club growing up. Right. Um, so Biker Grove. Is anybody that old? Anybody else that yeah, old? I remember Biker Grove. Oh, yeah. I've actually oh, yeah. been I've actually seen the uh, the biker wall, uh which is oh. a, a a fascinating structure in uh, Newcastle, <laughs> if you ever get to go there. I was I looking it's amazing. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. It looks like a sort of. Um, it's obviously like council housing or something, but it looks like a prison. It's really like, but sort of this weird architectural project. And I went up there looking for a bike shop to go and buy a bolt or something for my bike. I don't know why I felt I needed to do that. I was visiting a friend in Newcastle, and I found a bike shop in Biker Grove. Hilariously enough. Wow. And Biker, wow. the wall in Biker, for <laughs> impressive <laughs> bit of architecture. And the best part of that story is you thought you should tell it to other people. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should share it with the world. You, you know... No, um, honestly, honestly, with everything that's going on, thank you for that. Oh, but you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> I've got plenty more. Absolutely, like, plenty more. Um, you know, Richard, I'd like to sort of rewind the clock because I think that you were actually getting quite excited about the idea of talking about your best gigs. And although we've never let anyone talk about their oh, best gigs on the podcast before, I'd actually quite like to hear that because it, it looked like you were gearing up for something good there. So, and maybe... Oh, Beyonce, I, I think we should like Richard because he's mentioned Beyonce and cocaine within the first half an hour. Yeah, so... yeah that gives you carte blanche to discuss whatever you wish. Yeah, you can do what you like now. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, the keys to the kingdom. Cheers, mate. <laughs> um, you're going to regret that, honestly. Mm. Uh, so, best gig, I would say uh, headline of the Apollo in Manchester. I love um, that venue. It's well be top three um, because obviously... You know, uh, every you know, you guys, every band has, has done that sort of you know, hundreds, hundred and fifty, two hundred. Do you know what I mean? But you've always gone to this, this, the, you know, the big place. Yeah. Uh, and it's like everybody's played there. You know, you, you, you know, you can literally smell them. Um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Uh, I remember doing. Um, we did like a, it was a charity night. I think I'm pretty sure it was a charity night. I know that Buddy John Boy was was headlining, and we went in. It was kind of semi-acoustic thing, and we did this set. And I was just like, I think that was the that was the point that I thought um, we were really good. <laughs> um, and it just you know when it when it just it sort of happens and yeah, it's like yeah. everything's come together. I'm looking over, but everybody's looking over at me. We're, we're, we're proper zen. Stuff's happening. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, for the for the benefit of the listeners, I'm waving my arms around, gesticulating <laughs> uh, wildly. Um, but it was just, and then we played Newborn, uh, and we did an acoustic version of Newborn with a little tweak in the sort of latter stages as it as it built up. Um, or the shift, sorry, the shift in time sig from uh, was it three four to I can't 
he's, he's, he is uh, gesticulating that's, that's again, playing the drums in the air to try and the part. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> hey man, like we're a math rock band, so you know, or allegedly of anyway. Course. So all of, of all of our yeah, listeners are, are into the time signatures. I knew this. It, it's in five. It's like a quick five. Dim, 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 Yeah, yeah. Some bullshit like that. Anyway, right. Uh, so we did it. Amazing. And we thought, right, we've got to play here. And we supported the Manics in the oh shit, that's a worse gig as well. When we supported oh, the yes. Give us more, feed the demon. Like, verbally battered. (laughs) Fucking shit. Um, That was a a good chant. That actually got quite a few people. You're fucking shit. Fucking shit. Really? Where are you shouting at at you? Yeah. Oh, mate. That's awful. I was, uh, at one point, I think Guy was going to, was, was going to, get down there with it and get stuck in with his mic stand at one point uh, <laughs> but, you know obviously you? props to, to to garvey he was um you know he, he just said uh something about you know we were chatting with the lads backstage and they're, and they're amazing aren't they and just make sure that people knew that we had met the people that they sort of you know they mm. sort of yeah them. yeah just try and get and them on side a bit more i guess no <laughs> no you, even more <laughs> Brilliant, um, but you know, yeah, kind of a sway, it kind of, kind of uh, got a bit of a balance there. Um, but yeah, anyway, this was all building up to, um, up to sort of us playing um, the Apollo. And I remember we had gone uh, as important as being in a band and playing bigger venues and all the rest of it, and actually earning money off doing it. Uh, was the was the sort of the benchmark of getting your own truck. To, to, to you know for your back line it's like you're going from you know your back of your Fiat Pandas to you know a mini metro and then yeah. a, a maestro and then a, and then a maestro van and then oh you know, excellent and a lovely that British Leyland selection good choice of vehicle yeah, yeah. 80s <laughs> um my in fact my my uncle had an Austin Allegro the big estate one so just so you know yeah. Allegro was it Mont- Montego Montego that's what I was thinking of anyway the Montego yeah it was lovely Allegro, Allegros I always wanted an Allegro I, I don't know why they're the um, funny they kind of like a bit froggy don't they absolutely yeah. well they drove like uh, they drove like a like a fucking Blamont <laughs> <laughs> yeah shit where am I okay yeah so sorry my bad uh, follow so. Yeah, um, and we 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 had to get you know we'd got up to this and we got the splitter and blah blah blah, and then we got this truck, uh, and a guy called Johnny was um, was driving the truck. Lovely lad from Hebby, Ebden Bridge. Oh, I love it! Yeah, and we used him all the way through. Um, you know, and then we got to sort of arena level. Uh, I just remember always remember that time when when Johnny pulled up on his truck and then. You know, I used to try and get up early to see the arenas being built, and that was that was where it was. It sort of hit that you know they're doing this. I always say like five idiots from Berry. <laughs> it it was like fuck. There's like ten trucks, and there's Amazing. like 130 people. You know, and then, my, then my, my drum tech. Was like he always wrote, "Don't fuck it up" on my snare, <laughs> like RuPaul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah, great. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, forgetting that also we had a, um, a camera above the kit that was put onto the back wall. <laughs> Great. Everyone in the front row is just staring at don't fuck it up on your snare drum. <laughs> it's like Stuart Copeland, do you remember um, Stuart Copeland um, used to write on his on his drum heads that, what was it, fuck off you cunt about Sting. <laughs> yeah. <across his> toms. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, the odd, yeah. can, I, can I just say that in, in a way, that is very, very odd that you've brought that up because I... Um, I know where I read that actually because I looked at your Instagram today, Richard, and someone commented about because uh, you've got that little picture of uh, Rishi Sunak on your fucking bass drum head. And yeah, someone six. commented oh, about eight. Stuart about Stuart Copeland, and I was like, "How have I heard? I've never heard that story before, and I've heard it twice in a day, and it's it's all because of you, Richard." So there we go. Excellent Honestly, stuff. I will be invoicing for all these gags. Uh, oh, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, that, that Rishi, that Rishi one was 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 genius. I think uh, one of my my son's mates put that up, and then I I, I tagged him in. Um, look at me, forty seven years old, saying, "Yeah, I tagged him in." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the world become? Anyway, uh, I did tag him in. Uh, old props to Matt Deacon, um, and I, I completely stole it and ran with it, and I got loads of likes and loads of followers. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not sure who who the originator of that photo is because I know I know a guy who runs a studio in in Scotland who was the first person that I'd seen put that up, and it looked like it, he was the originator of the photo because he didn't credit anyone. But then I um I'd seen it on I thought it was the drummer from All Us in Love to my mate Connor. Oh really? Uh, uh, but so this could be like like. Who did it first? Like the origins of jokes, and you never know where they where they come from. Well, if anybody listening to the podcast knows the origin of the Rishi Sunak's face on the drum head meme, please get in touch. <laughs> yes, please do. No, please do please. Get in touch. <laughs> I'm going to voice over. Oh, the, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's such shocking English, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> the, the, oh, Greg, I remember you. Um, you probably we might have to bleep this bit out, but you um, <laughs> well you so for context, Greg is product assistant production manager at the uh what Bloody Blah it? Arena in Bloody Blah Town. Oh, the Bloody Blah Arena in where Yeah, <laughs> uh, in where Greg's from. Um yeah. and take that we're in. Oh my god, this story, this is fucking brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I like it already. <laughs> Go on, Greg. No, no. Basically, right. So, I work in the so and so arena in Bloody Blah Town, and I was working on a take that gig. So anyway, <laughs> we were just like, like it was round about the time when the Manchester bombing was for the uh, at the MEN, and um, I think I think take that we're doing two two nights before they went to Manchester or it might have been the way around it might be Manchester, no it couldn't be the other way around so, so they were doing two nights in Liverpool in bloody blah town, sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and then Manchester we saw him on that, yeah we saw him on that tour because Don, yeah. Don was drumming Donovan Hepburn yeah, yeah, great drummer then, wow um, so or was it the other way around, fuck I can't remember but basically whatever, whatever come on Greg like, Take that, had to, had to pull the gig. 
but they left all their stage and all, all, all the rigging and everything all, all, all in there. And um, so basically we just thought, oh, fuck it, you know, we'll, we'll go and have a, have a little nosy around their stage and stuff. And um, like we're just we're, like we're down by the barrier at the front, and we something catches our eyes underneath the stage because they were on they were on like rising lifts on rises. Yeah, it was in the round, and each one of them, even even sorry, the 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 backing band was sunk. Yeah, and they were on one massive riser that went up and down a hydraulic thing, and I think there was a few others dotted around. But anyway, we we were looking underneath the stage, and we see this like graffiti that's like etched like painted onto the side of this this tipped up flight case and it said Howard what flavour is your pre-cum actually <laughs> <laughs> oh facing out to the front row fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell yeah. oh that's amazing oh Jesus Christ I'd forgotten that story <laughs> but it was, but it was like it, it was in like white chalk on a black flight case, and it just fucking stuck out. We were just like, "Oh my god!" Which oh who who do you reckon wrote that? I don't know. Jason, yeah. Robbie, Gary I Barlow, heard. Robbie before he left the second well, time. Did, did did Robbie play? Did did was Robbie with him on that tour, or was he no, gone by no, that tour? It, it was just a, just a four of them. I had a dream but, um, about Robbie Williams the other night. Uh, yesterday night, actually. Um, well, no, d- like last night, literally this morning. I woke Take up. Take a breath. Take and, a breath. Yeah, here we go. <sighs> and uh, uh, I dreamt that Robbie Williams had taken the steering wheel off his Lexus and gave me his steering wheel to hold. And that's the dream. How can we? How can we? Um, how can we sort of? I don't know. How do you break understand? that down? What do you think's happening there? What is the meaning behind that? I don't know. Uh, Robbie Williams gave you his steering wheel. I like the fact that that, that you've chosen a Lexus. It was specifically a Lexus, very specifically. And the steering wheel was a nice tan leather. <laughs> Good smell of cigarettes. Good <laughs> I didn't smells. notice that actually. I don't. I'm not. I don't have a off factory dreams, unfortunately. So anyway, oh, so... Uh, Lexus. <laughs> Uh, Lexus, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, thanks. Just send me a DM later once you've uh, once you've broken yes. it down. The dream whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually do lectures. I, I tour the country. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to understand yeah. people's dreams. Doing seances, etc. Seances. Can you? Can you? Uh... Can you reach over to the other side for us, Richard? I can't, uh, you know what? I always do this on a, on Zoom when, you know, bringing it back round to um, to Zoom, um, which, you know, I think everybody should have bought fucking shares in. I mean, yeah, and, Jesus, yeah. I wish I had, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I always do that, and I always think of the Toffee Crisp ad when I'm asking students to turn the, you know, Obviously, protocol and safeguarding, uh, uh, you know, you've got to think about that. But, you know, if, if I know the student and I know they're just sort of, you know, a bit can't be arsed, um, then it's like, you know, can you put your camera on so I can I can actually see you? Because, you know, it's nice for, it's nice for me, you know, uh, kind of plan this lesson and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, occasionally drop the, do you know who I am? <laughs> I want to see the reaction. Uh, Do you realise who I've played with? That river has 
kind of run dry now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never used that, lads, honestly. But, I, yeah, but anyway, that, you know, I always, I always sort of go, oh, Charlie, are you there? Hey there, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like you communicating from beyond. So I am communicating from beyond. But yeah, have you ever had any experience of that? Have you ever done anything like that? What seance stuff? Seance stuff. Well, my my dad has. Uh, my dad. I don't. I don't know if I should go into this in in too much detail. Well, I don't care. But, I've got a story, um, but after, after you, Tom. So go on. Um. So my 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 aunt. <laughs> After my my dear old granddad died, my aunt persuaded my dad to go to one. Right. And, um, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't I don't think they got picked on because they're not. You know, you've got to be the suggestive type, haven't you? You've oh, was it a live a live it was a live one? Yeah, yeah. Like there was a like Clinton like, Baptist. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> Get in the word. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, fucking. Have you seen the the Limmy sketch? Uh, where she he, he does one that's really good. He's like, "Can you understand from me, please?" That one. Sorry to anyone Scottish for that. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, my dad. My dad was kind of like my my aunt is all in. Like she wants to go again, and my dad's kind of like, "Yeah, all right, Joe. Maybe we can go." Uh, I'm like, "You, whatever." So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Joe's the suggestive type. My aunt, my lovely aunt. I love her. She's my aunt. She's wonderful. But I'm 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 not into the the ghost chat stuff. Too much. Yeah. Too much ectoplasm for my tastes. Go on, Greg. What's back, yours? Back in back in another life as a, when I was a sound engineer. Um, I w- I went to a um, what can I call it? Like a fucking kind of shitty village club on the outskirts of Ormskirk and um, <laughs> there was this really Pad- selling it Padgate yeah. or something like that and there was, there was there was like this like amateur dramatic kind of um, he, he was a medium he might be like one of the big name ones but I don't know what don't know who they are was it but Derek Acora anyway, no it wasn't Acora man it was it was like a younger guy but anyway it was being filmed for, for Darren Brown's series right where he kind of toured the UK to see if these mediums were actually mediums that they were actually <laughs> what they were meant to be. So anyway, we're in this like it like there's fucking film crew everywhere, like it's fucking packed up to the hills. And um so that's so basically like Darren Brown's like stood off to one side and the guy does his act, does his first act, so he goes, Right. Does anyone here know someone called John? So all of a sudden there's like John <laughs> There's like a hundred people's hands go up out of like the hundred eight people that are there. <laughs> I know, John. And then you know it goes on and on. He's just like, you know, do you know anyone know a know a John who's from World War Two? So like, from World War Two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know John from World War Two. So anyway, so like, it, like it literally gets to like half time where like no one's been up on stage yet. He honestly, he's, he's been on stage for an hour and a half and he's still not guessed this cat yet. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> everyone goes out into the bar and then, um, like, everyone's like, oh, going like in the bar, like over, over the wine and the pints, going, oh, well, no, he hasn't guessed yet. Oh, and all this kind of shit. And basically, he sent a load of stooges out into the bar to listen to what people were talking about. 
went back in went <laughs> back in to tell him about what's being spoken about and then as soon as they all went back into the room he just like bam 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 people oh. are getting up on stage because basically his his, his stooges are just earwigged everyone in the bar that's amazing. Yeah, and, and and Darren Brown was like, oh, yeah, well, do you think, you know, he's working for you and all this? He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life, man. Honestly, it was like, it was like the most, like, weirdest, like, I don't even know how, like, sh- sham, I don't even know the word for it, really. It is, it is. It, it, <laughs> Again, it, I just think of Clinton Baptiste. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I mean, that that character is just genius. Um, but I do. He still does it, doesn't he? He, he does. does the, yeah, he does. He was, and, yeah. he was touring, wasn't he? Uh, I really wanted to go and see him. Fuck, you know. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I remember doing one with, uh, years ago, with, with uh, my sister. Um, a, a housemate and his mum who was who had the gift and I swore I'd never do one uh, I never did one but um, I kind of I, don't, I thought it was alright I thought it was I thought it was pretty safe so you know um, we knew the mum and, and you know she was dead lovely but you know she had this this gift the gift and I was going fucking toughy crest man <laughs> yeah. I do believe, um, but it, it was a bit like, yeah, all right, you know. Um, and then when it's like, it's right in front of you and then they've got the, the glass and the letters and I was just a bit like, lit arse was sort of going. Before all that, she sort of said, right, I want you to just uh, turn everything off. Yeah, like take all the plugs out, take the, the, the phone out, uh, sort of, you know, uh, just, just take it out so there's, you know, there's no... Um, electricity going because that's how they commune and I was like okay I'm starting to get a little bit prickly around here and then I was like okay so she said right who's uh, is anybody there and um, yeah and the fucking phone rang I swear to god because I was the one who wanted to plug it and the fucking phone rang Shit. and I was like right okay did I or didn't I because that's the first thing I did and then I went round and unplugged everything I was like, okay, all right. And I went to look at the phone as it was ringing. I mean, shit, I'm getting scared now. And I'm in a shed like 10 feet from my house. And I'm like, um, And, you know, as as soon as I put my hand, like, to to go and answer it, like you would. Yeah. Yeah. In effect, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Nobby, I was like, oh, God, that's the phone. so yeah, and then it stopped, and I looked down, and the, and the, and the plug was out, and there was it was just a piece of plastic. Oh so I went back, and then we had a few flickering of light, uh, uh, lights flickering, and then um, I think my granddad was really a strong presence on my uh, my uh, uh, on my dad's side, and you know we'd asked a few uh, questions, and and one of them was um, what flowers are on yours and grandma's grave. And he and they and he spelled out uh, dog daisy, which is not really that common. Mm. And that's that's, that's the only uh, place in the graveyard where they uh, where they grow. That's freaky. <laughs> that's freaky. Freaky, uh, freaky deaky. I'm, uh, I'm trying. So, I'm trying to 
do that thing where I'm trying to find logical explanations, but I can't. So just let the magic happen, mate. Just believe. Just oh, believe. Let no. it happen. Believe, 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 believe. Let it happen. Um, yeah. So uh, again, you know, a, a vibe killer. Have you, ever, have you ever played a gig in a haunted music venue? A gig in a haunted music venue? Uh, no, but I. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably. There's one in Sunderland that's supposed to be haunted by um, the ghost of... Oh, who di- it was a comedian who died on stage. Oh, fucking carry-on film, fella. Main guy, Sid... Owen? No. <laughs> Sid Owen is um, dead, isn't he? Sid, Sid James, is it? Sid James, yeah, James. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, James, yeah. Is, didn't he die in, in the theatre in Sunderland and it's supposed to be haunted by him? No way. Apparently I, so. I feel like that needs some verification. I know Tommy now. Tommy Cooper died on stage. That's the one that I yeah, know but, for definite. Yeah, but I, apparently so. I mean, Christ, we've died on stage many times. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. Yeah, I so, think it was there. I think it was, it was going to happen, but, you know, Mr. Griffiths, obviously. <laughs> that was the punchline. That's the punchline for the whole, the point, whole podcast, it. yeah. So... <laughs> So before we disappear for the night, we just like you were part of Elbow for many, many moons, and you're one of those musicians that has basically seen all the facets of performing live. You've gone right from playing to like ten people up to you know twenty thousand you know stadiums, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and more, maybe twelve. Um, like like going back to the early days. Um, I mean, God, I, I remember getting one of those CDs you used to get with, like, um, I was like, remember the Barfly magazine? Oh, that, shit. That used to get in, like, yeah. Barflies, and they, they, I think they used to give away CDs with them, and it had, I think it had Newborn on, yeah. and it might have been 99-ish, was it 99, yeah. 2000? Uh, 99, yeah. 99. Um, how, long, how long had you been in the band for at that point, or was, was that pretty early on, or had you been going a few years... Been going ages. Uh, originally, it was it was um, me, Pete, and Mark uh, Potter, uh, mm-hmm. guitarist. So we kind of started in. Um, well, uh, uh, Craig and Mark are brothers. Uh, me and Pete um, had known each other since we were like six months old. Uh, wow, so in, in um, Prams. We, you know, we lived on the same uh, estate in uh, Tottington, and um, oh. yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> um, and um, so yeah, uh, we'd known each other all our lives, and and through primary school, and then uh, hooked up with with Mark um, in secondary school in Totty, Tottington High, Totty High, <laughs> and um, yeah, just sort of fell into the music room thing of just hanging around, and um, probably to to, to get girls really because you know um, did you get and and then that was that was it you know it was it was the light should, should we should be in a band and then uh, i was just just started drumming my my uncle's a drummer um he's also a marine biologist which is what i wanted to do <laughs> wow. you wanted Fuck to it. be your own uncle I wanted to be my uncle because he was fucking cool and he had a massive beard. 
Oh, does he? And both of them have a beard. And I can't grow a massive beard. You've got a nice, uh, tight little beard there. Actually. I like your beard. That's very nice. Okay, do Mine, um, mine's got a big bold patch in here, just so you know. No, yeah. yeah, there. Yeah, big yeah. bold patch. It is a bit patchy. Mm, anyway, anyway well. so, yeah, I'm telling a story here. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, and then we went from playing Queen Covers and all that kind of vibe, uh, school assemblies, and then we, we sort of went to sixth form college. Guy and Mark were on opposite sides of the common room. They didn't really like each other because they, they were in different sort of crews. Okay. Uh, um, and but mysteriously enough, um, we had music tech every Wednesday. So I was at Peel College in Bury. They were at Stand, which is just down the road from where we live now. And, you know, we'd just go back and forth. Um, and that was sort of every Wednesday. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, the so legend has it, um, it was pissing down one day and Guy was walking home. Mark was driving home in his in his blue beetle and for some reason he stopped and he picked Guy up and um he had losing my religion on on the stereo and Guy just started uh, started uh, harmonizing to it. And Pot was like, Do you wanna be in my band? <laughs> well right. amazing. That was it. And then uh, we sprung Craig out of uh school because he was I think he's yeah, a few years younger, a couple of years younger. Um, to do a, a lunchtime gig at Stand, uh, and then he, he kind of never went. Well, he finished school, but he kind of never went back. He didn't. He didn't do air levels or anything. Um, yeah, and then we just just gigs around Berry, and then and that was it. And just kept at it while we saw everybody go off to uni, and you know, I fucked up my air levels, and you know it was like a I had to, you know, we had to really do it then. Um, and yeah, and that was it. That's, Lots of shit so gigs. What, I mean, like. What, what were the like the, the early shows like? Because obviously it takes a band many years to like hone their craft and obviously get mm. to the level that you know what able are, what elbow are now. Um, I mean, what were the early gigs like? Were you were you, were you good, or did you take a while for you to kind of find your feet, or um, <laughs> lots of uh, covers again? You know, like like any band is you know you learn through um playing you know it's a, a sort of a kinesthetic learning when you just you know listen and repeat um and you know you're all pumped on a on a tune and everybody gets it and you bring it to the rehearsal room and you try and work that tune out and then suddenly you know somebody knows a few more chords and then if, you know oh there's a there's a i mean i still don't know but you know this note you know it, it's a it's a drop this and, and seven mm-hmm. Work it out, and then we've got a tune. Um, the first tune we ever wrote. Well, we tried to write uh, singles for the for the you know the first demos, and I think we were quite savvy with with sort of stagecraft. And uh, I got my sister to do a, a backdrop um, with uh, the, the, you know with the name on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we 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 did a demo in a place called Studio Studio. Studio, 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 studio. I've yeah. heard of that. Why have I heard of studio, studio? It's like Rosendale way. I think. Yeah, that's why. Um, it's um, yeah. Je- our, our mate Jess's dad, I think, has done some stuff there in his band. It's in um, his basement. I mean, it's fucking brilliant. Um, so we went there and did a couple of demos and realised, you know, 
we were trying too hard, basically, and we're never going to get anywhere. Um, trying to write a single, trying to, you know, we didn't understand up until that point what we wanted to be. So um, what we, we were kind of, I think a guy was responsible really for, for bringing uh, Talk Talk in. Mm. Um, yeah. And everybody was just like, what the actual fuck is this? You know, <laughs> you know, kind of relieved really that that it was like putting on a on a helmet. On, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, you know, you're looking in two D, and then suddenly you're looking in three D. You know, it was like VR goggles. It was like fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Production on it and and all sorts. Um, it's amazing how, how like how, how modern like the yeah. talk talk records sound now. Like they they, they sound like they were done two yeah. years ago. And, and and that's the thing they will do in another in other in another twenty years. Yeah, It'll yeah. just be yeah. how like especially in in an age where the production like the drum sounds were very tubby and dead <sighs> and lifeless and you know the talk talk it, it, records are really full of life and really percussive and really loads of attack to them and really you know totally different kettle of fish production wise I think anyway. No, absolutely. It, it was seen as a, you know, especially the drums uh, and uh, Lee Harris, and just just as the foundational element of each track, um, and the the, the subtleties. Mm. It wasn't about any sort of bold, grand gesture. It was it, mm. it, it was about literally how can they um, uh, cement the song. You know, provide uh, 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 that that sort of foundation uh, for everything else to sort of sit on and in and around the creation of space. So, and then that informed everything pretty much that we that we did in the early days. You know, um, and then you've got the station approach and and that wedge shape and dynamics and mm. yeah. and and, um, and all that kind of. That kind of stuff. So it, it was really interesting for us to get to that point where it was like, okay, we don't have to try so fucking hard. You know, it, <laughs> it, was, it was a light bulb moment. Yeah. Um, or actually, you know, the difference between practice and perfect practice, where, you know, you can sit there and do fucking 36 rudiments and, and this, that, and the other, and never get anywhere. You know, if you actually put that stuff into context, then mm-hmm. you know, you're doing... Uh, a rudiment over uh, uh, an ostinato on the feet, and you know it's four-way coordination. But you, you, you've got a groove going that you're creating a uh, parameters to work in. But you're creating the the space within which melody and tone and all the rest of it can sit. So again, it's you know it, it, it's that learning from doing and doing from learning and and mm-hmm. um, that sort of. Uh, I've just done my uh, action research. Uh, I don't know if I've fucking passed. I hope to God I've passed. Anyway, <laughs> What's that? What's... And it and it was it was you know experiential cycle and and, and stuff like that. And it was just like oh, this is this is amazing. You know this is what we were doing. Um, and then trying to understand what we wanted to communicate as a band. And, and I know every every artist every, it's a every journey band. isn't it in, in yeah. being an artist yeah massive absolutely and and understanding how best we can get it across so and then you know from that we got to work at the roadhouse in town in manchester um and we did a we we experimented with um a company called soup who, who were uh, you know 
they're doing amazingly well and it documented most of elbow um and they had uh, a lot of fun with sort of 16 mil cameras and and sheets of muslin that, that we that we dropped around uh oh. venue to break it up so that back then there was lots of interest in breaking down the the sort of gig band gig people yeah. um at a very very you know at a at a 150 200 cap venue um it's good that so, yeah it, it was all about i think that was a real sort of massive turning point mm. uh, it was good that you were thinking outside of the box in in that way rather than just the band going right we're just gonna just fucking play our tunes on a black stage you know what i mean you've actually kind of you've, you know made, you, you, you've gone up your way to make yourself look look and feel different you know well that's it and, and it was all about get you know it was all about getting signed yeah having the, the usp but without you know pulling your pants down to get it yeah so uh, how, how, how old are you guys then when you when you, when you got signed what was who, who was your first deal with it was with uh Ireland. That's quite a big wow. one to begin yeah. with, isn't it? That is a big, big one. one. That yeah. was like uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> did you keep did you keep did you keep the same deal throughout? No. Uh and this is where it gets <laughs> funny. Um so we, we got signed to Ireland, won a chapel for publishing, and then we went to Real World to record the album. Right. Which... Um <laughs> and and then within a year, Ireland got bought bought out by Universal, oh, God. and we got dropped because we were last one, so obviously first ones to go. Um, then V two picked us up. Uh, and oh, that's the phonics, didn't he? Yeah, um, early on. Yeah, God, that was that was mad. Um, yeah. And then we did, we did sleep in the back. Can't remember. The... <laughs> Cast of thousands. <laughs> well done, Ben. That's the the first album I have of Elbow. Um, oh yeah. So you know, because I I saw I saw you supporting Muse in two thousand and four. No. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though, because I was like listening to loads of like fucking corn and bullshit like that at that time. You were like insane to me. I was like, what is this music? I don't, I don't get it, and I loved it. It was like the minimalism in the arrangements and stuff like that was just something I wasn't used to at all. And some of the guitar sounds, I was like, "What is he doing?" Uh, fascinating. I loved it. I loved that set, man. It was amazing. Like, yeah, really cool. But anyway, so I have been waiting a little while to say that. It brings up a very funny, funny story about when Guy did. Uh, was it switching off? No, was it switching off back then? remember me on tune yeah. <laughs> he, he did uh, a really emotive track and he was he was sort of bending down the front like that and somebody um uh, in the audience threw a fruit pastel and it hit him in the eye oh no fucking hell what a shot <laughs> know what flavor it was as well. That's <laughs> probably a lime one just to yeah, add insult to injury yeah you, you would have booted it back wouldn't you but if it was a strawberry one you would have eaten yeah <laughs> Oh my uh, god! Yeah, that's another live, uh, live. What? How? Do, how did he respond to that? Was he just? He did oh, it... he, a coachman professional. Just, yes, just uh, carried uh, on. I think he looked blinded but, in one eye, but kept going. 
Fantastic. Sorry, I derailed things a little bit there. We were talking about various record labels or. or, or oh yeah, uh, yeah, me too. And then Mariah Carey managed to get off Virgin, but get paid something like fifty million, which had a knock-on effect to V two, and they couldn't provide tour support for leaders. Right. And then we had to negotiate uh, getting off V two and onto Fiction which uh, through Jim Chancellor, the guy, um, then they signed us and Fiction were a subsidiary of Polydor, which were then a subsidiary of Universal. Oh, God. So you're back round again. We're back round again onto that. um, And then I don't know what, since I left, I don't know whether there's been any any, uh, movement on that front. So You hear that a lot with labels, with like you'll get signed to a label and then like within a couple of weeks you've been bought by someone and then that means you 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 boosted yeah yeah it reminds me of a um reminds me of a victoria wood a victoria wood gag she used to do about her car insurance being through kfc <laughs> um, before, because I know with you know time striking, I've also got st- shit to do. But before, I, I haven't. I've got to lie down. But the uh, <laughs> that's it. But um, one thing I did want to ask because you brought it up before, I think it'd be really funny. Oh well, interesting. Anyway, what covers did you used to do? What were you? Because oh, yeah. you said Queen covers. Oh, what yes. play in the early days? All right. So yeah, uh, yeah, like Queen. Uh, now I'm here. You're my best friend. All the biggies. Um, and can you, can uh, you give us? Can you give us some some examples on that kit behind you? <laughs> <laughs> do you do the Roger Taylor pst, pst, with the hats and the snare together, please? Uh, no. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I'm getting embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> ignore him. Ignore him. He's been trolled. Right. Um, <laughs> what else did we used to do? Jesus. Uh, we used to do ACDC. Oh yes. Uh, Rosie, um, then as we progressed from um, secondary school, we used to do you know shitloads of Santana. Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. yeah, yeah. That's when the the, the, the illegal the illegals came to to town. <laughs> did uh, did a guide sing whole lot of Rosie? Oh no, sorry. This was before. This was uh, before guy BG before guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was just thinking I can't, ima- I can't ever imagine Guy doing a whole lot of Rosie although it's something I would definitely pay to hear I imagine but, it'd be very it, soulful yeah no he couldn't get couldn't get that high up no uh, uh, wow. yeah. he's no he's no uh, well he probably could actually probably still could go yeah. <laughs> and obviously with the with the high waisted jeans and the and the top off I don't know whether he, he would have <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that's an image for when I go lie down later. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that, that's, your, that's your little present from me. <laughs> but yeah, that, that kind of shit. And then, you know, we used to do uh, just loads of Santana. That, that's, that was our kind of uh, learning our trade, craft, instrument. Those are really fast um, jams. And Santana's oh. some, like, really, like, some great drumming, man, you know? It's not as if you're, like, just playing, I don't know fucking stones tunes or something you know you're playing like tight syncopated stuff yeah i think that you know um we did a few sort of stone rosy ones and 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 stuff like that um but i think we we did want to just write our 
you know, write our own stuff as soon as possible. So how, we able... um, how, how kind of like quickly or how natural was that shift into kind of like finding your feet and starting to write stuff from, from doing kind of covers? It was quite, quite natural. I think, um, I do remember, um, a guy and guy and pop, a uh, guy and Mark, um, they were, you know, cause we were always around ah. houses and, and, um, and hanging out and stuff. Um, yeah, we didn't do anything else apart from hang out and play music. <laughs> Richard is just there for those listening in black and white. He's just gesticulated smoking a cigarette. <laughs> jazz cigarette. A jazz cigarette. Very jazz. Simpsons. Uh, so it's, bonding, it's a bonding experience. And I think just, you know, spending that much time with each other and plotting and planning and, 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 and learning and, and, you know, um, listen to music together. And, and, you know, it was like a natural, very natural, very reasonably quick process. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Job. This has been yeah, man. really great. A really, really, really great to speak to you. Thank you very much for inviting me and, and cheers for your time, boys. Uh, this is this is this is my first podcast. You popped my podcast. Oh, is it really? oh. oh mate! By the way, wow. I've, I've I've been watching all your Instagram lives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well into them, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, I've I've, I've I've missed I've missed missed a few, like, but um, yeah, I've seen seen a oh, few. Like... Shit. They're not too boring. No, you know what? They're really, really fucking good, man. Like the the, the I'm a big everything everything fan, like so the um the Mike Spearman was was really good, like in um also was on recently. Yeah, Joe Lazarus as well, who's a mate of Tom's oh, and Ben's. Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and me, Joe and Mike Venner, um, we're gonna play uh Paranoid in its entirety earlier this year. And it got, uh, because of COVID, got fucked off. Yeah, it was going to be us three, which is really, really, really funny and really cool. Wait, you did a, you did a, a lot, a, like a sort of lockdown rendition of it, of, of some you of it. You did a Zoom right? one, didn't you? you? You did like um, an online, you did a Zoom. We did, yeah, but um, my audio is about a quarter of a beat behind. Um, oh. Whether that's me, oh, is, my is play. That what, is that what you're blaming it on? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, think it's, uh, I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Definitely not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. uh, well, well, I just can't wait for that anyway. Um, well, wow. uh, obviously, Joe is, is, a, is a dream, dream boat. He really mm. is. Delightful. Very handsome. Very handsome. Super handsome. Mm. Dishy. Too handsome. The term is. Yeah. Dishy. Dishy. Not fair. Dishy boy. I, I, mean, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got coming up next then, Rick? Have you got any? Hidako uh, Omori on Wednesday. Uh, she is a synth goddess. Um, it was, sorry, say again. Hidako Omori. Uh, oh. And she plays most notably amongst her own, you know, she does her own stuff. Um, she does quite a bit of uh, session work, but she plays with Ed O'Brien. Oh, oh, cool. oh cool. awesome. Yeah, so she, she's uh, amazing. Um, so uh, I'll be speaking to her on Wednesday, and then there's a, there's a few more uh, dotted around. It's just, you know, just finding mm. uh, and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, that should be, uh, that should be uh, amazing. 
And are you just, are you, are you just, just contacting them via yeah. social media and they're just getting onto it and happy to speak to you then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, it's, you know, I've been quite lucky and obviously the elbow thing is, you know, it's not just some random bald bloke just going. <laughs> <laughs> Will you talk to me? Please talk, please talk to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so it's not a nutter. So they usually get back to me and, and uh, you know, uh, try and diversify a little bit more. Yeah. As in, you know, there's a couple of producers. Or, you know, I'm going to speak to Danton Supple, who was actually oh, yeah, yeah. on the first couple of Elbow Records. And then I've done quite a few sessions with him uh, post-Elbow. So, um, uh, top line. And then, yeah, there's a few of the people that um, I was going to try because I, 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 I do a bit of surfing. Um, not very well, but I, I, I love it. Um, and I was trying to, I actually just, out of the blue, I contract, contact, contracted. God, that's amazing. <laughs> contracted. <laughs> a, vi- a virus of some kind, is this? Or... <laughs> itchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Andrew Cotty, who's uh, he's from uh, Saunton uh, in Devon, which is a break that I go to, um, as well as us. Um but he is a big wave surfer. He surfs Nazare in Portugal. I mean, this this dude is like, he, he used to be a plumber, I think. He still is. He, he does odd jobs, but he goes out and he surfs 80-foot waves. Just, Jesus Christ. Just, um, yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> just uh, type in Nazare surf and, yeah, it'll blow your mind. Wow. This dude was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do one. But then, just after that, I think, I think just after that, he either surfed one of the biggest waves ever at Nazareth, or he—I he, think he broke. It had nothing to do with me, but he broke his—he uh, broke his back uh, while he was surfing. He got—he got absolutely uh, battered. And you know, so obviously, I mean, you know, I, I really want to speak to him though, uh, and just sort of go, "You fucking nutter! What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I've got it all planned out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just I mean that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so try and try and sort of get some other people. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and as far as playing, have you got any kind of sessiony, livey stuff going, or are you just just teaching full on? At the moment, um, I've been wanting to sort of get that in the in the in the you know be comfortable with with you know, my pedagogy or style of teaching or, you know, or sort of less the, the um, imposter syndrome. I was about to say, you've, you've mentioned imposter syndrome before. Like, it's, um, I feel that like even when I fucking step out the house, like, you know what I mean? It's, um, <laughs> I'm not it's even tough. a human being. It's, it's, it's tough. It is. <laughs> but, yes. yeah. And then, you you know, you, you sort of, you know, at, at, at BIM and at Lipper and, and obviously here with the one-to-ones and online cool. and all that sort of transition. It's been a bit of a journey. So, um, and with, you know, my wife doing her stuff and then Dylan going to uni and then he's at MMU where it all went. How's his career doing then? Because he's, he's, he's a session guy, isn't he now, your, your lad? Yeah, he's done he's done bits and pieces in a band. Uh, he's doing the band thing, uh, but he's doing drama and and directing um, at uh, at uni. Um, I think we sort of toyed with him. You know, he wanted to do 
he wanted to do drama, but he felt he could do music. And I was sort of, I was the one who was saying, well, um, you know, have a think about doing something else or mm. doing something you really love. You know, it's not, it's, you know, it's not like the old days where it was like you go to uni and then you do that job. Uh, that you mm. It's like, it's kind of a, um, you know, what he'll, he'll hopefully learn is, is you know, uh, all the, the, the grey areas, you know. Yeah. I, and, you know, it's a life lesson, isn't it? Um, absolutely, drama and stuff and and you know he writes screenplays and 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 stuff and that gives him the freedom to to express on the kit what he wants to express on the kit as opposed to the two morphing and then maybe theory possibly getting in the way i mean you don't know i, I don't he's, know he's a great little player for what i've seen do you know what i mean really really good yeah i don't know where he gets that from so <laughs> open-handed and and um his style of drumming is is great he's all self-taught he's not gone near me uh i've not gone near him um wow. which is it's so good there you go uh, <laughs> but i think just just because i don't know you know i'm his dad so i'm i'm, I'm you know he, he's had a, a few lessons with a guy called tom rice right yeah. oh, i know tom oh, rice yeah, tom ah, rice. yeah yeah i've recorded tom rice before he, he's from yeah. clitheroe where i'm from all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that's yeah. mad. That nice sound. Yeah, it's hot, lad. I mean, we, yeah. When I put on the the drum, um, drum master classes, I, I put on a few. You know, Dave Illich and uh, and um, Thingy Bob. Fucking hell. Oh my god. Is that the one you did in Manchester? Is that the, the Dave Illich one you did in Manchester? Like about a year yeah. ago. Um, oh Gavin Harrison. No, the Dream Theatre. Um, Mark Portnoy. Uh, Mike Mangini. Mike, no. Um, uh, the German lad. Who's the other who, guy? Who, no. Oh, shit, the bed. Uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to name all the drummers yeah. that did the Dream Theater oh, audition please. tape. Oh, yeah. Thomas, Tom, Thomas Lang. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it in there. Uh, in... Virgil Donati. There you go. Virgil Donati. Virgil Donati. Oh, forgot. was it? All right. Fuck off. Was, was that the Bill Virgil Donati in Dave Eilich? No, um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it, yeah, it was both, both of them. We're trying to get Matty Browns, trying to get all sorts, and then it just, it just sort of um, fizzled out a little bit. And I was, I was starting to do more teaching, um, uh, uh, lecturing, or facility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was um, that sort of moved on. Uh, but Tom um, helped out uh, on that, uh, and he was, you know, top lad. Yeah, he's, and, he's, he's lovely, Tom. Yeah, really nice guy. Amazing, um, and yeah. So he gave uh, Dylan a few uh, lessons, and hope hopefully they'll they'll start that up again once we're all allowed out to play. Yes, well, indeed. Cool. Well, um, Job, thank you so much. This has been a genuine pleasure. It's been lovely. Cheers. Lovely, to, lovely uh, to meet you as well. And you guys. All right. Lovely. Best, Take care. Best of luck, fella. Thanks so much, Bye. mate. All Keep yourself best. safe and all that. Days left. Bye, bye. Yeah. Bye, mate. Bye. See you later. Bye. What a guy. Oh, wow. I was hoping you'd stay on. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. It was like not an episode of The Long Drive Home at all.